So the most common question that we get is how can you get better quality leads in your business? But the truth is that not all lead generation activities are going to create great leads. So it's really about finding the best lead sources to increase your revenue. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. I'm Samantha Riley, host of the Influence by Design podcast. And I'm Melanie Benson, host of the Amplify Your Success podcast. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. What got you here won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income, influence, and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started. And Sam, I am so excited to talk about this today because literally in my Amplify Authority Facebook group, people have been like, I've been asking them, what is your big focus for this year? Where do you need the most help? And everybody's like, leads, we need more leads. And I think you ask any business owner and they're pretty much always going to say, we want more leads. Absolutely. Exactly. But exactly like we mentioned at the beginning, not all leads are created equal. So today we're definitely going to be talking about how we can not just get leads, or actually, I'm going to say that a different way, how we can attract leads and how we can do it and attract better quality leads. Mm, I like that because attraction, it feels, I want to say like more effortless. We all know we put effort into it, but there's a different energy that happens when we're attracting things in. And obviously, if we're attracting, there's something about what we teach and what we do that we know that lead or that prospect, that potential client is interested in what we're teaching. And it's a very different dynamic. Let's start by sharing a little bit about what's working for us right now, because as we mm-hmm, all know, mm-hmm. this could change literally almost overnight, right? Absolutely. But, you know, <laughs> last few months, you and I have been kind of tuning into what, you know, how are people making buying decisions? What's getting them to raise their hand and say, yeah, I'm interested. I want more. And it was very funny because as we were talking about what are we going to talk about today, we were both like, check. I do that one too. Check. I do that one too. <laughs> So let's talk about not our favorite. Surprising. Not surprising. Not surprising. <laughs> like we have one brain in two different hemispheres. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> yeah. So I think the first one you and I said, we both mentioned this one without skipping a beat and without even thinking. And that is our podcast. Mm-hmm. And I love podcasting. I have a lot of questions around, are we better off to be interviewed on other people's podcasts or to have our own podcast? And I am a big believer in both. They mm-hmm. both have their own place. But our own podcast is where we're building and showing our authority and really building our own platform. So guesting on other people's podcasts is great to attract new new audiences. But I, I'm a big believer in building your own platform. I'd mm-hmm. love to hear your take on that because I know you essentially agree, but you're going to bring something different, I'm sure. Well, I do agree. And I think that having our own platform is about having the authority platform of a podcast. So you're mm-hmm. in control of the conversations. You're, you get to make the invitation. You're really, it's a great authority positioner, but guessing on other podcasts is a great way to create more interested listeners. And so mm-hmm. I'll share a quick story of how I've seen this play out in my own podcast. 
I am very strategic about guesting on other podcasts. I love getting those invitations. I'm always honored. And oftentimes when I'm on someone who does some similar things, what happens is there's like, it's like this, uh, it's not a rabbit hole, but this like domino effect happens where somebody hears an episode I do, they find out I have my own podcast. So they go over and they subscribe to my podcast and then they binge listen to my podcast. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they're raising their hand saying, Melanie, can I have an Amplify audit? I think you're a coach I want to work with, or I'm really interested in your blah, blah, blah program. And that is how the partnering between podcast guesting and hosting your own podcast can help really attract quality leads. I find that nine out of 10 times, those people quickly and easily enroll in one of my higher ticket programs than if somebody just hears me randomly or is on my list forever. And maybe they're not quite as warmed up and connected to me and my message. So that's Mm. one of the ways it works for me. I love that you said that. And I just want to add this little piece in. I have found that if I'm doing a launch, the people that are sort of sitting on the sidelines always binge listen to episodes at launch time because they're really wanting to hear. Like they're on the fence. Do I do it? Do I not? And their go-to, I always ask, you know, what was it that, that, you know, tipped you over the edge? It's always because I was listening to the podcast. So at, mm-hmm. especially at launch time, it's such a great way to get people to jump off the fence. I agree. Mm. Let's talk about our second one. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, the 21 years I've been in business since 2000, this has actually been my tried and true, never fail, always consistent attracting great clients that have worked with me for years and years and years. And that's speaking on Mm -hmm. other people's stages. We might say podcasts as a version of that, like speaking on other people's podcasts or their virtual events or their online shows. Like there's a lot of variations that can take today. I have found that there's something magical about doing it in person Mm -hmm. that really changes the dynamic and the energy that's not easily replicatable in the virtual environments, but by far it's probably the most effective strategy for attracting great clients. What about for you, Sam? 100% could not agree more. The I still get people enrolling in programs from stages I've spoken at five, six years ago. And even in my social media feed, I notice that there's a lot of people that maybe comment on and engage with my content that I first met when I spoke on a stage even 10 years ago. There's something about that connection It's not just the authority piece, it's that connection. And when you're in front of people, you use the word magical and it's the right word because it's this magical connection that lasts for a very long time. I literally just had this happen a couple of weeks ago where I was interviewing for a role on my team. So a little bit different outcome, but the person's like, oh yeah, I saw you speak, you know, six years ago or whatever it was. And I was, I was interviewing some people to do some services for me, just some support for me as a person. And the person I ended up hiring, she's like, oh yeah, we first met when you were speaking at so-and-so's event. And so it's like, people remember you for a long time Mm -hmm. when they experience you in real life and they experience the genuine quality of you from the position of authority like that. So definitely super effective. Yeah. That's the second one. Let's jump into the third one. This is when I said, you know, we came up with podcasts very soon. All of these came out like pretty quickly. And this one is one of my absolute favorites and that's collaborations. 
I love collaborating with people. I mean, I guess it is very similar to the podcast and speaking on people's stages in that we're creating connections with other people and cross-pollinating our audiences. Mm -hmm. So this is about collaborating with people who have our ideal audience or an aligned audience and helping each other. I really, really love collaborations. Yeah. And you know, this is my jam. Mm -hmm. I think that the collaborative energy is a great way to borrow other people's influence. But in my opinion, if you want to ramp things up very quickly, kind of reaching out to people who do some similar things, but, and have a similar target audience, but maybe are different in what they deliver is a great way to ramp up the leads. And, you know, I, again, we'll talk about being strategic, but I find this is a great way to get some hot prospects who are like, oh my God, I need what you do is get someone else to share something that you're up to right now and expose you to their community. Totally. Let me share just how effective this is. Quite a few years ago, I had some personal things that happened and I was just like, it was one of those moments where everything, everything in my world just completely imploded. And I wrote a list of people that I know very well, people that I'd worked with before, people that I knew had audiences, people that I knew had really great values. And I picked up the phone and I rang the top five people on my list and said, XYZ has just happened. What can we do together? Because I need some great traction. And of course, they were like, oh my goodness, of course we'll help because that's just horrific. Mm -hmm. And within a week, I had clients. That's how quickly and effectively collaborations can work. And this is why it's so important to stay engaged with your audience and your collaboration partners and stay in connection because I was able to pick up the phone and say, hey, this is my situation. Is there any way we can do something? If I hadn't spoken to them or engaged or helped previously, it probably wouldn't have happened. So it's not something that you can just pick up the phone and ring anyone and say, hey, Melanie, we've never spoken, but you know, let's do a collaboration. I need some clients. It's not going to happen like that. So nurture your network because it's so worth it. I'm so glad you said that. It's true. I have a million examples of it, but there's a time when I was coming out of a a very difficult time in my life and I was kind of rebranding and kind of birthing the next version of me and everything was really stagnant. My list was super dead, like nothing was moving. And so I created a new program and I reached out to 10 people and said, would you be willing to share it to your community? Eight of them said yes. And mm-hmm. within like six weeks, I had a whole new surge of, of clients. And some of those clients are still working with me today. And this was 11 years ago. That's so, so it awesome. can be, yeah, it's, so it's super awesome. valuable. So we could probably do a whole, well, we have done a whole episode we of have. collaborations. Yeah. So we can link that back for you. <laughs> so you can uh, go or go back in the thread and catch the one we did on collaboration currency. Let's talk about our fourth one. Social media. Now, a lot of people are like, does social media really work? How Mm -hmm. you use social media is probably not what you think. And Mm -hmm. Sam, you have a great example of this that we both do, but I'll let you take the lead on this one because I I love how you explain it. So social media has got, there's lots of different social medias. So that sounded a little odd, but we all know what I was trying to say. You know, you've got social media platforms. Thank (laughs) you. So your Facebook group, you've got your Twitter, you've got your LinkedIn. There's all these things happening, your Instagram. And people think of them as all being their own platforms that aren't connected. But what we're trying to do is create this social, you called it a social network overlap, which I thought was very cool. 
where they all are overlapping, almost like a Venn diagram where they all overlap. So we might use our email list to invite people into our Facebook group or we might invite people into our Facebook group and we ask their email as they're coming in or we do a LinkedIn newsletter that goes to people's email that is sending them to to our, you know, somewhere else, our Facebook or Instagram. So we're always trying to get this overlap and invite people into all of the different places because as we know in social media, a small proportion of our audience sees our posts. The same with email, only a small proportion opens our emails. So we want to invite those people to be in our world in all the places and it was interesting, I had someone come on a call a couple of weeks ago and she went, oh my goodness, Sam, I don't know what's happened. Like, you're suddenly everywhere. Like you've really ramped up your social media. I'm like, well, I haven't. You just came into my world. And she's like, you are literally everywhere. And it's just because as she's come into each platform, there is some sort of post or invitation to invite her to join us somewhere else. So mm-hmm. it's around creating this this web or this network overlap. Yeah. And I think what I love about what you just shared is that to strategically look at where your clients are and kind of that be everywhere your clients are concept Mm -hmm. and make sure that you're not just being president, but you're inviting them to do something. Mm -hmm. You're inviting them to take action and be somewhere where you can move the conversation into something more meaningful. That's the key. Absolutely. That's that's where social media. Yeah. It's like you're falling apart or you're ineffective in your strategy if you're just posting and not inviting people to do something. Totally. So let's dig into this a little bit more because it's one thing to talk about how to attract higher quality leads and bring people into your list or whatever way you're nurturing connections. But what I found, and you and I, again, very much aligned here, realize that people oftentimes say, I have a lead problem. I'm not getting leads. When really what they have is a, they don't have a lead problem. They have a Mm -hmm. different problem that they're not actually activating those leads into something better. And I think it's worth saying something important here is that not all leads are the same as we started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is a difference between an aligned ideal lead and a lead who's gotten on your list or gotten into your web, so to speak, and they're not really an aligned lead. and Whatever you do, if they're not aligned, you're probably not going to get action from them that has value to you or to Mm -hmm, them. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's important to recognize not all these are the same and you want to really like build your presence in quality places that your most ideal clients are likely to experience you because there's no point doing it if they're not going to be aligned. Yeah. And what will happen if you are constantly attracting unaligned leads it will really, really hamper your confidence. It's And then that's a whole different kettle of fish as well. If you're thinking, what is wrong with me? I can't, you know, I can't get people on calls. I can't, I'm not filling my programs. And you might have a lot of leads. So that's a whole different conversation. But that's the importance of getting aligned leads. It actually mm-hmm. gives you the confidence to show up fully. I totally agree. And I had an experience of this with a client a few years back where I was like, you got to be on podcast. You got to get your message out there. But she was getting on the wrong podcast. Mm. And so the lead, she was having no problem attracting leads, but those those people weren't great clients for her because they weren't willing to make the investment 
in the thing that she specialized in. So mm-hmm. again, quality aligned places that will most likely generate great leads. So the second one, Sam, to me, if you've got great quality leads, but they're not doing anything, you might actually have a messaging problem. Mm. Well, I think this messaging problem, actually, there's a sort of a twofold. Yes, it could be a messaging problem in the way that you've spoken about, but we could tie it back to the first point. Your messaging problem could be bringing in unaligned leads. So a messaging problem can be a really big problem in your business in so many different areas. Should I raise my hand and say, I kind of had that problem? (laughs) Have we not all had that problem? (laughs) I don't know know anyone that hasn't had a messaging problem. It's true. We've we've all been down that path. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But let's talk about the big one. and, And I think this is a great one to wrap up on. You brought this up in the green room. There is something that most people who don't have sales and they think they have a lead problem, this is happening. And what is it, Sam? This is a lack, a huge lack of inviting people into conversations. Now, what this could look like is, or how this could be playing out in your business. I'm posting every day on Instagram. I'm posting stories every day. I'm posting reels. I'm doing all the things that I meant to do and I still don't have any clients. Think about what you're posting and what you're inviting people to do for the next step. You know, are you sharing your lead magnets? Are you inviting people to get on a call? Are you inviting people to have a conversation with you in a different way? Are you inviting them to engage? Or are you simply just posting? In your emails, are you inviting people to take the next step with you? Or are you just delivering? I'm going to put in air quotes here. Are you just delivering value? And that's actually something that, oh, it grates me a little bit when people say, I just want to deliver value. But if you're delivering value without inviting people to the next step, that it's not valuable because our mm-hmm. value is in our coaching. Our value is working with people to transform them, to create the outcome that they're looking for. So delivering value and not inviting people into the next step to have a conversation isn't actually delivering as much value as you might think. So it's a bit Mm. controversial there. I don't think it's controversial. I think it's a myth. People buy into this myth that it's got to be value, value, value. And if I invite people to do something, then I'm not being as valuable. I think you just nailed it. Like the value Mm. is in implementing, not just in learning. Learning isn't going to transform anything. Absolutely. So we do want to post valuable content, but we do want to ask them to take the next step. So sorry. Went back there. Yeah, I know, Melanie, that you've got a great free resource. I'd love you to share that because it's super valuable. Mm, Thank you. And by the way, this is a great opportunity to see how the process works. Like how do you cultivate someone from interest into being invested in working with you? Go through my seven-step plan to get booked, to get leads, and to get five-figure clients. And if you go to amplifywithmelanie.com, you will get access to this plan as well as an invitation into my Amplify Your Authority Facebook group where I unpack all the steps from how to get on the stages, how to get booked, how to have the right message is going to make you stand out in a crowded market, all the way through how do you transform your superpowers into a higher ticket offering that your ideal clients are hungry for and are eager to invest in. 
and you'll see how this whole process that Sam and I talked about today works. So that's mm, mine, Sam. Totally. And I know you, I love this resource you're going to share today. So tell them how they get the unknown to standout expert tool. Yeah. Well, today we were talking about attracting leads and this is the next level influence show. So it's how can we build our influence so that we do attract more leads? So this is about moving from unknown to standout expert because essentially you can't be paid to be you unless people know who you are. So this is a blueprint with the five foundational principles so that you can position yourself as the standout expert in your niche and attract your dream clients. So you can get a copy of that at samanthariley.global forward slash expert. Awesome. Love it. So if you love today's tip and you want to make sure you stay connected with us, make sure you follow both myself and Sam on this platform. We plan to go live each week and share another great tip on how to help you get to the next level of influence. And we don't want you to miss out. And you might want to tag a friend who you think will benefit from the tips we shared today. And of course, Sam, I don't know about you, but I love to hear if somebody had an aha moment in today's uh, session. So jump in the comments, Definitely. tell us what you learned. Definitely let us know. We love to hear feedback and to know that what we've shared that you've implemented because that's where the gold is, is in implementing. So please share. Melanie, thank you for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure to talk about this topic. And of course, for you watching, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Next Level Influence. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player? We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social. And be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode. Yeah.